Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's GTL Awards time 2023. We've had a full season of tennis. There's lots to discuss. I'm joined by Ben, and this is going to be a very, very special episode. It is indeed. We've had an amazing year of tennis, and these are the awards that we're going to be going through celebrating some of the amazing moments we've had. Yeah, so grab yourself a cold drink or a hot drink and sit back and welcome to the countdown. He wins his fourteenth round of Gallup title. levels the Grand Slam race, gets the revenge for last year. Come on, does it? No way. Hey, we are back with the countdown. Sorry it's taken a while to bring you this episode. There has been a lot being going on with GTL over the past week or two. Uh, normally December's a bit of a quieter month, but we've been at the UTS in London. That was fantastic, and there's going to be more content coming from that on the channel in, over the next, say, week or two. Isn't that right, JG? Yeah, it was a really uh, fun experience. I wasn't expecting it to be so enjoyable, uh, but being there with the DJ and the fun rules and the players actually wanting to win made it exciting. There was a bit of animosity at times with some of the players, uh, especially Rublev and Runa. They seemed to really sort of lash out on the former and the crowd and the other players. Um, but it was a lot of fun and I liked the fact that it was competitive. It wasn't like yeah. an exhibition where these players didn't really care. There was quite a bit of money on the line and Jack Draper was incredible. I mean, he's won, that is the most money he's ever won from a tournament. So fair play to him and he beat some really good players along the way and the way he did it is really promising. I think we're going to have a really bright 2024 with Jack Draper if he can keep fit because he's got all the tools and yeah, I'm a bit disappointed I didn't get the opportunity or we, we didn't get the opportunity to speak to him. Um, yeah. But maybe next time, because if UTS is in London, I'll certainly be there. I had a really good time. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm uh, 
bit sad that there's not an award for uh, anything UTS in this award ceremony. But maybe next year there will be. So, yeah, watch this space. Hey? Yeah, before we get into the awards, I want to start, Ben, by just talking a little bit about 2023 and having our own little recap. And I'm going to just say some statements off the top of my head. And I want you to tell me how much you agree with them or not. So the first one I'm going to say is this. 2023, for me, will be remembered for Novak Djokovic solidifying himself as the greatest of all time. Yeah. Not, Agreed? And first the one? Yeah. Tick. Absolutely agree with that one. All right. The next thing I really remember 2023 for, well, there's loads of things, but we'll start, we'll start with this one because it's really on top of my mind. And that is, I think, the WTA Tour lost its sparkle a little bit. Uh, sort of yes and no. I, I think that there were some people who obviously came and uh, shone in the year. But I do know what you mean to a certain extent. We didn't quite have the same storylines that uh, or the same level that we saw the year before. It's too topsy-turvy from match to match. We had the real emergence of sort of a big three in uh, Iga, Sabalenka and Rabakina. Coco yeah. Goff forced her way into that argument and made some matches semi-fun and interesting. But all in all, there was a lot of other players who were just simply not at the races, not consistent. You wasn't sure what you are going to get. Yeah. And I just don't think... The whole package of the WTA with the marketing, uh, the, the chairman, the, everything the way it's been organised with the events it hasn't quite worked out. And I think Pliskova has just done an interview regarding this. And she was talking about how since Serena and Sharapova, she's noticed the interest has just not been there so much. And I'm hopeful 2024 can improve this because we've got some characters who will bring eyes on the sport coming back. Naomi Osaka being one of them. Yep. She is a really fierce competitor and someone I love to watch on the tennis court. Radu Kanu, I don't think she is as such fierce competitor, but she's a Grand Slam champion and she's learning her trade and she's got an ability to make people want to watch tennis, probably more yes. so than anyone. So they're two really exciting talents coming there. And I want to see like the likes of Mira and Draven, some of the young ones, how they can sort of add into it. King Ling Zeng. Maybe Layla uh, as well. For sure. But it definitely... 2023 if i'm being honest let me know in the comment section if you agree or disagree with any of these of course it's just my opinions uh, before i offend anyone uh that is i feel the wta lost its sparkle a little bit the next point i'm going to say 2023 was a fantastic year for yannick sinner from start to finish i thought he really put himself out there and he's made the men's tour super interesting and i feel he's positioned himself up there with the likes of an alcaraz and a daniel medvedev Oh, most definitely. And I think that he's he sort of uh, paved the way, I think, a little bit for some of these other young players. We've seen a few young players coming through on the men's side as well, which are really promising players. And Yannick Sinner now moving to the next level of his career, let's say, sort of means that they can now maybe step into where he was. I mean, he was in that section outside of those big players and now i think we're really starting to see him compete with the likes of djokovic and alcalaz and medvedev he's getting the better of them now 
and 2024 could be the year of Yannick Sinner, maybe the year of the carrot. Maybe that's what it's going to be known as in 2024. But he he has to still continue to grow. That's the thing. We don't want to see a Felix drop-off like well, we saw this year. I'm glad you said that because that's my <laughs> point number four. Um, I've not Segway. written these down. They're just off the top of my head, but I was just thinking while you were speaking. <clears throat> and Felix is another one we've got to discuss. Of course, I really had him going so well in my predictions for 2023. I got embarrassed there. And Felix has been, for me, he's shown that I don't think he's going to have enough to really compete with the top players. And I think maybe people are saying he's still young and he can get there. I would put him out of the race completely. And I think he'd be fortunate if he can get anywhere close to the top 10 again. Um, that's what I've learned from 2023, but... I'm not sure if you agree. I mean, I would say that for Chapeau. I think Felix has definitely uh, the ability. If he, It's just about uh, willpower, I think. I don't know. Is it a Canadian thing that's going on as well? I don't know. Like, Andriescu, she has a lot of injury problems. The one person that you can be rest assured that will carry Canada is Leila Fernandez. She's someone who never stops trying to be the best version of herself on a tennis court. And they could all learn a lot from someone like her. She has a lot of desire to to do well in the sport. Maybe she doesn't have all the attributes, but just having the will to win, that's something that Chapeau, Felix, and I wouldn't say Andreescu because she's just been unfortunate with injuries, but the men can learn probably more from the women, I think, in Canada. Yeah, for sure. I don't really have many more. Um, maybe on. one is... Nicholas Jarry, this may surprise yeah. you, this next comment. Go on. He has, I think, a very underrated game. And I think he, on his day, can beat a lot of the top players. Wow. And he's an outlier I want to throw into the hat for 2023. Because I saw a graphic uh, 24, today. you mean? No, well, throwing, I mean, for 2023, like when talking about this oh, one. Okay. But yeah, for 2024, you can, for sure, you can, I mean, it could work both ways. Yeah, yeah. I saw a graphic today and his forehand is right. one of the fastest and most effective on the tour. I saw Djokovic's point there, everything. But in terms of speed, he had one of the fastest. I mean, he's got an incredible forehand. I'm talking better than Alcaraz's, Sinners, all of them. So that's very reassuring me seeing that graphic because I've always said how good Jarry is. I've watched him time and time again now. Clearly, he's not got the consistency and maybe the the physical movement to be able yeah. to compete with these top players. But he is someone to always be very wary of. And that's why I was when he faced Carlos Adglas that time. So, yeah, that's just one of my other takes. Do you have any other do you want to add? M multiple surface player, I think, as well for Jerry. That is yeah. like a real... That's one of the key points. Like He does well on the grass, good on the clay. Uh, the hard court may be one of the ones he's not as good on. But I think that next year we could see him he could be pushing a top 10 place really jerry which is incredible i mean <clears throat> off the top of my head things to well, that's think about pass. end with a sister pass well oh, what's your I mean... sister pass 2023 statement well this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Don't really know where to go with him, really, from 2023. That, it's been a year to maybe forget, I think. I, I've special. got one. I think that's a statement more than anything. You good can go good for his one. personal life, not so good for his professional life, I think. That's probably... He's a, a lot happier in himself as a person, but... Maybe he needed that year to maybe, a, I wouldn't say a year off, that's a bit a bit mean, but maybe a, not a year fulfilling everything so that the next year, now he's happy and he's sorted things off the court, maybe on the court net in 2024, he will be a bit better. But yeah, I was a bit disappointed with him in 2023. Yeah, my, my statement is Sissipas will never win a Grand Slam. That's what I feel like I've learnt from 2023. I don't think he'll ever win a Grand Slam with the young players coming through. Djokovic still playing at a good level. Rafa's yeah. going to come back next year. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. think I think he still could have him. But let's wait and see. Let's get into the GTL awards. Enough of us enough of us waffling. Let us know if you agree with some of them statements and give us some of your statements at home in the comments section below. The first category, Ben. What is it? It is going to be ATP Newcomer of the Year. So, can we have some music, please? Yeah. Maestro. Here we go. This is a little bit of a march going on. And we'll bring up the first category. And here are our nominees. We have Arthur Fee, Ben Shelton, Luca Van Asher, and Hamad. And this is the right pronunciation because I saw some people in the comments. Mijedovic. The D is silent like Djokovic. How'd you say it? Mijedovic. Mijedovic. Yeah. Okay, got you. So I'm looking at that list. There's only got to be one winner for me. Um, and that would be Ben Shelton. I mean, does he does he get run close by anyone? I don't think so. I think the closest is Fees, but yeah. it's not that close. Yeah, I think... The amazing year he had in slams and obviously winning his first title as well. I'm, we're not going to keep you in suspense. It's Ben Shelton, ATP Newcomer of the Year. Yeah, well what a legend. And uh, as Patrick said on our last podcast, go check it out if you've not seen. He really has a lot of high hopes for this kid. And I would love to see him sort of work his way into the conversation. I mean... He is one of the exciting prospects that will, like you were saying at the start, put more eyes on the sport. We, they, they need more people like him in the women's side, yeah. I'd say. But it is good because we need more narratives on the men's side because that once Djokovic is gone, there's going to be a load of young kids fighting it out to try and win slams, and he could be one of them. Next category, please. Well, we're going to be sticking with the same category, but the women's. Okay. So it is WTA Newcomer of the Year. And... Oh, Ooh. Ooh, thanks. <laughs> All right, we'll get this on. And we've got Mila Andreeva. We've got uh, Linda Noskova. We've got Avanesian. Good and she had, her, yeah. yeah, really good. And we have, uh, I believe it's Ashlyn Kruger as well. Um, I believe sister of the uh, men's player as well. Yep. Is it Mitchell okay. Kruger? Yep, that's right. Looking at them names, I would have to go for Mira Andreeva. I mean, 
it jumps off the page, doesn't yeah. it? Like Mila Androva is the one name who everyone has spoken about. This In Grand year. Slams, you see the bookies. They had her at some events towards the end. Sort of, she was up there 16, 18, 20 to one. So that says That's everything crazy. you need to know about this young girl. I mean, the one thing I'd say that impressed me so much, which Madison Keys, she nearly took out at Wimbledon, and Madison Keys had to fight so so hard to to defeat Mila Andreevich. She was playing so such good tennis. Little bit of uh, naivety, but it's understandable when you're 16 years old. So I can't wait to see what's happening next year. If she or if she uh, announced if she's won yet, then. Well, I think we know that she's one. <laughs> there we go, Mila Andreeva. I can't wait to see what Ooh. she does next year. I think that the future is so bright, and if she is able to negotiate a third set, like because she's good in the first two sets, the third set is where she's sort of struggled. I think in twenty twenty three, but that all comes with age, and she's shown so much. Uh, belief I think and given the whole tennis tour something to talk about on the women's side and that's what we need okay right. next category it is ATP most improved player of the year long title this one right so this is a really close one so I'm looking at these names I've already said my piece about Jerry yeah. I think he's certainly got to be considered I think oftener he has just risen so much and did so well in all of the Grand Slams he played in. Of course, yeah. we got to meet him as well, which makes yeah. it a little extra special. Um, but I think he peaked towards the end of the year, and I'm not sure if he deserves it. And Eubanks yeah. didn't peak for long enough. He did really well sort of post-Wimbledon for a bit and then wasn't then at that same level, and we didn't see much at the beginning of the year from him. Eubanks, though, was one of my, probably out of the four of them, my favourite story this year out of all four. And I could be a bit biased towards that. But if it was down to me, I would probably go Jarry Offner. I'd be leaning more towards Jarry. Well, <clears throat> there'd probably be a lot of people leaning towards other people. But on GTL, we sort of lean towards our own, don't we? And this award is being given to somebody who we met. But I'm not just going to say it's just because we met them. It is going to Sebastian Offner. Let's give him a round of applause. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you some little uh, statistics here. Just because I, I know that there's going to be some people going, come on, Jerry, look where he ended up and look what Eubanks did. Well, uh, Jerry started the year. Let's just have a look at this. 152 in, uh, in the world. He ends the year at number 19. I mean, that's an incredible thing from Jarry. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. Chris Eubanks started at 123. He ends the year at 34. And Sebastian Offner started at 193 in the world, ends it at number 43. And that one for me, I think, I think it's unbelievable. Considering when we met him, he was struggling and he didn't... He didn't seem like he had that much confidence he could get Jerry? into the top he started 100. 150, Jerry started 152. I, I know. He did 19. I know, but oftener for me, when well, we met him, is it GTO bear in mind. mind. Like I said, I was tight with them too. I would have given it yeah. to Jerry. I know you had a little bit more for oftener, so that's why oftener's one on the channel. But this is yeah, maybe yeah. one of the ones we disagree on slightly. But you can still give your case for oftener. I think it's a valid one. But the only thing I'm going to say is, 
if he hadn't met GTL, then who knows where he'd be right now. So we probably helped him to get to well, that. He would have been uh, winning this, that's for sure. He'd probably be Jarry <laughs> on the screen. It's his biggest award of the year, I think, this one. Anyway, on to the next category. And this one is the WTA Most Improved Player of the Year. And this one, a very, very uh, interesting quartet. We've got Mukova, Vondrausova, Haddad Meyer, and uh, Kim Wenjang. Mm. Great names. Yeah, it is good. I mean, Kim Wenjang, I was just improved, but I was expecting more of an improvement. So I wouldn't give it to her on that basis. Haddad Meyer's great. I think she won three tournaments at the back end of the year, though. Van Dalsen was a Grand Slam champion, and Mukova was one of the best across a lot of them. Beating Saba. Was she a finalist, Mukova? She got to the final, right, of one of them? Yeah. Was it Roland Garros? She got to the yeah. final. This is tough. This is really tough, and I may surprise you. I'm going to probably, out of all of them, it'd be between Mukova and Van Dalsen, and I'd go for Mukova. And I would agree. It is. Carolina Mukova is the WTA most improved player. I think the only reason that it wasn't Bondalousova, despite winning the slam, she'd already been to a slam final before. And I feel that Mukova, where she was sort of coming from, she sort of came back from nowhere, it seemed, to somewhere. And she was a real strong competitor across the whole calendar year, I would say. Uh, up until the end, when unfortunately she got injured just before the tour finals, which is really disappointing for her, because I think she would have done all right at the tour finals. Yeah. One of the only players, she would have done better than a, a breadstick and a bagel against the Eagle, I guarantee that. So, like Mukova doesn't go down in that sort of fashion. No. She's, a, she's a real fighter. She's done I better think than Jabur. Well, Sarkri there as well. Sarkri had te yeah. terrible, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, she is one player I actually think she can always give any of those top players a good match she doesn't like she doesn't look out of her depth like other players could when we they see play. her towards the top ben in your top 10 next year oh most definitely i Ooh, think mukova she is there a, for everyone maybe ben's got mukova number one stay injury free that's all i'll say carolina please okay. right. next category please atp Ooh. match of the year i mean Wow, this is a big one. Read these ones out for us. I mean, we've got Australian Open, Murray Kokonakis. We've got Arkaraz Djokovic, Wimbledon final. We've got Djokovic, Arkaraz in Cincinnati. And we've got Sina Medvedev in Beijing. Yeah. I mean, these all of these are ridiculous matches. Remind me of the Australian Open one with Murray. I believe, is that the one Kokonakis was two sets up? And a break, maybe, the and then Murray come back in five? It was the, yeah, the five set through that. Marathon Murray, he was known as. He'd beaten... Uh, was it Berrettini as well in five set? I mean, it's it was just incredible what Murray was doing at the start of the year, and everybody was just treated to seeing Andy Murray playing amazing Grand Slam tennis again. And some of the shots, do you remember? It was like a highlight reel. We were just watching on Twitter. Then when you just seeing Murray just storming around the court, hitting shots like never before. I thought it was brilliant. Kokonakis always brings it in, and he's always good for a, a long match in a slam. Despite uh, that, I think in terms of quality, it was one of the other three had higher quality moments. The Wimbledon one I'm instantly drawn to. I think that was my favourite. That was my ATP match of the year, looking at all of them. Seeing the one against Medvedev was like him announcing him, himself, saying, I can now go and beat Daniel Medvedev in a final. Had that feel, and it started making us respect Yannick Sinner and thinking, OK, he can beat the big players now. And then the other Djokovic-Alkalas one, 
Uh, that's the one where is it uh, Djokovic won, didn't he, in Cincinnati? It we saw was... some ridiculous <clears throat> tennis on on it, display that, on that day. That was the it was probably the such... highest level. Um... It was the highest level I think that yeah. we've seen all year from both of those players on the tennis court. For Djokovic to come back because he was down in that match and come back and win, and it was it was nearly four hours for a three set match. It was like a slam final. Everybody was just in disbelief, really, at that match. I, I, I remember like covering the real it. moment. Djokovic started to think, okay, um, this. Kid's well, he had to get one back serious, over on Alcaraz because he got defeated by him. It was, this yeah. is another thing that was happened in 2023 as well. The revenge tour. It wasn't just a revenge from 2022. There was still within 2023, he was getting revenge for matches he lost within that year as well, which was pretty crazy. That Wimbledon loss was massive for him. He could have won the calendar slam. I love that match though. It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was if so I had to good. award one, it would be the Wimbledon Alcaraz Djokovic. That is my winner. But announce the GTO one. The GTO one. And I think it's been the same across everywhere across the board. It is Cincinnati final. Djokovic, Alcaraz, the near four-hour thriller. Uh, I don't think anyone can complain about it. It was incredible. Yeah, it had some fantastic moments. Not mad at that at all. Um, but I would have just had the Wimbledon one because I think it's more of a, a big, it's a bigger achievement toppling Djokovic in a Wimbledon final. Yeah, the achievement wasn't bigger. expecting Alcaraz. The, it, that, for me, <clears> makes <throat> the match slightly better because of what was at stake. I feel like the achievement is better, but the level of tennis in the Cincinnati one was better. Like, that's that's the thing. And that's what match of the year normally gets graded on. Okay, on we go to women's. The, that's it. Right, we've got Sabalenka Rabakina from the final of the Australian Open. Incredible match that was. And we've got French Open. We've got uh, Sabalenka again. She's in this a lot, Sabalenka. She has a lot of drama. She was against Mukova in the French Open semi, I believe that one was. And then we had Jabur versus Sabalenka at Wimbledon. That was more drama where Jabur came back, obviously, and defeated her. And... Svitolina Azarenka, I mean, what a match that was at Wimbledon. That was, for all the wrong reasons and the right reasons, it was an incredible match that Svitolina went on and won in a dramatic, uh, I think it was tie-break in that third set, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember the uh, French Open one. I was in Prague in a hotel room uh, (laughs) watching this one. It was a really good match. I'm drawn towards Svitolina Azarenka as my favourite. So was I, too. That's the uh, thing on this one. But this one, I allowed the community to vote. And the community voted for Sabalenka versus Rabakina. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was a good one. It, the thing is, I think we get a bit swayed. I forget it a little bit. Yeah, it's exa- so on, early the, on. Because it's so early in the year. A lot of the early matches like get forgotten about. And we get like carried away and all the US Open ones and Cincinnati's. Yeah, we've got to remember that was an incredible match. The fact that they went all the way, they went the distance and that was the battle of the two big hitters. We didn't know who was going to win it and Sabalenka winning her first ever slam as well. A really significant match. Yeah, good one. Next category. Well, GTL Song of the Year. Um, uh, (laughs) Someone's had all of the songs this year, it looks like. We've only had three. three songs. Yeah, just the three this year. We had a year. few buttons. 
Mm. We're getting on to that though, I guess. So let's have a look. GTL song of the year. We've got 22, 23 or 24. Yeah. What and is I'll... the best one? Well, this is, it's up for debate and there's a lot of people. I had the put most this... views. Um... With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. It's a good point. I think probably 22. Yeah. I think, but it's been out for longer, so you'd think it probably would have more views. The thing is, I think people get... When I put the polls out, people always gravitate towards the bigger number. And that's I the know. problem with these. But we've got to go with what the fans say. A lot of people think 20... I think the only thing that everyone's in agreement is is 23 wasn't the one. Uh, it was either 22 or 24. I agree. I think 22 was better. Maybe yeah. slightly. But I don't know. I like 24 too. I think 24 is a good win if it is that. Exactly. And that's the one that did win it. It is 24 uh, Djokovic song. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, go check it out on the channel. It was a very, very, uh, I feel like a nicely mixed song as well. Plus it had the Shelton phone hang up yeah. thing in it. I so, liked it. <laughs> so it, it was a little bit, bit of different. comedy in it too. And I mean, next year, guys, if you want another song, be ready because we're going to be getting number 23, uh, but this time for Rafael Nadal. I think it's going to be amazing. That's it. Number 23. Imagine if I can do a Rafa 23 one. You that can make amends to the last 23 one. Do a better one than the Djokovic 23. It'd definitely be a, it's more of a Spanish vibe, I'm sure, if there was one. <laughs> but let's move. <laughs> I'm not allowed to use that. Oh, no, maybe I can if it's for uh, it's more Latin or something. He's, yeah, you know uh, what we mean if you head over to the Patreon because you can see our Diego Schwartzman interview. Next category is ATP Button of the Year. Yeah, ATP Button of the Year, voted for by the fans. We had Musetti, Djokovic, Runa, or Sinner. Uh, the problem with these polls, I'm sure you can guess which way they go. Mine's not on there. Mine's Rublev, and it's not on there, so... Oh, um, mine would be the new Schwartzman button, but that hasn't been ever been played yet. It will be no. next year. Yeah, there's a few but. good ones that aren't on here. Out of these, I'd give it to Lorenzo Musetti. I think I probably would as well. I quite like the Lorenzo yeah. Musetti one, because I think this one won it last year, but he's gone and done it again by about an 85%. Djokovic it's just wins the Djokovic again. fans. I don't know what it is. It's not the buttons are cave. It's not that great. But GTL spoken, and when we say GTL, this channel is for you guys, the fans, and you have had your say, and you would like Novak Djokovic to win ATP Button of the Year. Uh, let's get on to the WTA Button of the Year. Is it going to be Ons Jabur? No, because she's not even up for the nominee. No, we got the Mukova, Hadadmire, Noskova, or Mila Andreeva. Had it my all day. For me, I, I would have choice. I think it's a landslide victory for Had admire But the fans didn't agree. No, the fans went with Carolina Mukova. No, surprisingly, no, no. it was cl it was the closest one I think on the polls. 
between Haddad Meyer and Carolina Mukova. Haddad Meyer just edged it, from, from my opinion. I liked that I was in that button and I was there with, in the video and it was a little bit of a Blink-182 vibe. But the Mukova button I do actually really like as well, so yeah, I'm not too mad up. at it. Right, Dang. next one. This is a big one, this one. ATP player of the year. Let me get the GTL. Well, the women's after. Ones. But yeah, this is the final one, yeah. Okay. So we've got Djokovic, Alcalaz, Medvedev, or Yannick Sinner as ATP player of the year. Who could have possibly won it? Well, the four best players. They've all been outstanding. I'd love to have put Alcalaz. I'd love to have put Sinner or even Medvedev. But there's only one champion. I know who it's going to be. It is, of course, Novak Djokovic, yes. ATP Player of the Year. No one can dispute it. He no. has consolidated himself as the greatest of all time. He's done above and beyond what anyone really expected in a career of tennis. And everyone's going to have to try and catch him now. And I don't think anyone's going to be able to because he's set the post out so far. Yeah. I mean, go check out the short. Yeah. I mean, we won't... We won't re, uh, redo it. <laughs> That's right. Well, well done to Novak Djokovic. Let us know in the comments if you had someone different winning it. I'm pretty sure nobody did. So WTA Player of the Year, probably slightly closer. Um, we've got Iga Swiatek, Arina Sabalenka, Coco Goff, and Yelena Rabakina as yeah. the nominees. Yeah, very good close. names again. I mean, these were the four. Goff pushed her way in there, like yep. Sinner did on the men's. Eager managed to finish world number one. Rabakina won't win it, for sure. She can't be considered. Probably the fourth on the Started list. the year well. Started so strong well. and fa faded. I would go for maybe not the most popular. I'd go for Sabalenka. I thought across all of the tournaments, she, was the, she wasn't world number one, did she? But she was That's the best player, I thought. That was it. I mean, I think Samba she, wins this she, one. She did. She got all the way to what seemed like to being a great front runner, but then just at the end was pipped at the post by somebody who sort of had a resurgence towards the end of the year. Obviously, was not ever going to be as good as the year before because it was so clear that she was the best player in 2022, Eager. But this year, she still ended up as, well, one match in it. And she manages to get world number one again. And for that desire to get back or to get her number one crown back, Iga Sviantek wins WTA Player of the Year again. I disagree with this one. I really disagree with it. I don't think she was WTA Player of the Year. I think Saba deserved it. Well, she won quite a few tournaments, Iga, in uh, 2023 and managed to win the tour finals for the first time as well. So, she wasn't as good as the year before. She was fantastic. Yeah, but that's of course, such a high level, though. I thought Sabah deserved it. But let us know in the comment section who do you agree with, Ben or myself. Uh, moving on to the next category, please. Uh, well, there's no actual categories on this one. All we're going to have on this is our commentator of the year. And I don't think we even need to put cat like nominees on this one. I thought it was so outright who our commentator of the year in 2023 is everybody at home knows who he is he's a guy he comes all the way from vancouver canada and that is the one the only Chapo that's it chapeau no 
It is, of course, Covey. Legend. What Thank legend. you, Covey, for a fantastic year on Game to Love. We wouldn't have been able to do it without, without him. He's really been such a uh, oracle of wisdom and personality and comedy and everything really all in one so thank you so much to Covey and hope to see more of him in 2024 yeah most definitely Covey's corner as well great uh, little addition there and uh, hopefully he's enjoyed it as much as uh, what we did having him on the channel as well yeah. so can't we'll do wait. our best to send something as well. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. We'll, we'll send him over some. Doing it, but we'll send something over for you. Little Christmas prezi. Yeah, we right. won't be in time for Christmas now. Won't get to Canada. No, twenty for December. I might book a flight. Anyway, <laughs> we'll fly out. I'll surprise you. <laughs> That's it. If you're like, is that it? <laughs> I just get to see you. <laughs> right, and the last but not least, we go uh, with our member of the year, and this is picked from. All of our GTA members, patrons, people who have supported the channel throughout the year through thick and thin. Uh, we appreciate everybody who has done so. But uh, this person has had a tough year. And not only have they had a tough year, they've still uh, managed to just support us as well. And it's never going unnoticed. This person, an absolute GTL legend. And uh, if you've been a long-standing viewer of the channel, you're going to know who they are. And if you don't, then you should. It is, of course, Kathy. Thank you, Kathy. Murph's Morphs, fully deserved. Of course, there were so many other names. I'm not going to name them all now because I'm going to miss someone out and they're going to be upset. But there were so many other contenders for this. We've had a lot of support this year and we wouldn't be able to do that without you guys. So you don't have to donate. You don't have to subscribe to the Patreon. But if you can like our video, subscribe and just do anything you can do. Of course, the Patreon is the ultimate. Uh, we really do appreciate it. It allows us to keep doing this content because without you guys, we can't do anything at all. So thank you so much for everything. And big thank you to Kathy. I know it's been a tough year with a lot of things happening in her personal life. And also on the court as well. Rafael Nadal didn't play pretty much. Started the year and then didn't play anything. So hoping 2024 can be a better one. Not just for myself, but for you as well, Kathy. Yeah, and we'll get something sent out for Kathy as well. Yep. We appreciate you and we hope you have a fantastic uh, Christmas, New Year and 2024 as well. There we go. And that yeah. is our GTL Awards of 2023. Hopefully you enjoyed them. If you haven't already, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, and go check us out on Spotify. We can listen to all of our audio podcasts. We have some really fun content we're posting at the moment on our Patreon. They will be going live on uh, YouTube in the new year, so you'll be able to watch it. If you want to watch it now, we've got interviews with Gal Monfils, Diego Schwartzman, Alex Bublik, and... Gal Monfils? I said that. Oh. Ben Walpair, of course. How oh. can I forget? Ben Walpair, the man with a beard. We have a great moment with Ben and Benoit comparing beards. If you want to watch it, <laughs> head over to the Patreon. Um, but yeah, this was another episode of The Countdown. We'll be doing another video very soon talking about our year-end predictions for 2024. Me versus Ben again. And we're going to be giving our men's and women's predictions for the top 10 and all of the Grand Slams. Can't wait for that. 
And I've got a new scoring system I want to suggest with you. Someone suggested to me uh, in the comments. So uh, I'll be bringing that one up during that Does episode. Does it give Kirov so. a protected ranking? Yeah, he only gets one point max. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we'll wait and see anyway. Uh, I'll unveil that on the, uh, on the episode, but that'll be coming up very, very soon. But yeah, Perfect. for now, over and out. Yep. Thanks everyone for a great 2023. We'll be back with a Christmas Q&A very soon as well. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned on the channel. See you then. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.